This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Welcome. Thank you. What is your name? Joey Warren. Okay. And what is your primary role in the line dance community? Um, I am actually a uh, choreographer slash instructor, and I travel to many different events across uh, well the world, really, and, and teach. And how did you get started in line dancing? Uh, my mom was actually going when I was 10, and uh, I asked her if I, I could go, actually, and she was like, no, 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 it's in a bar. <laughs> so she wouldn't want to take me to a bar, um, but kind of pounded it in on her and said, please let me go, and she finally took me, so that was actually my first place uh, going was a place called uh, Boot Scoot and Boogie <laughs> was the name of the bar. So I started there when I was about 11, and uh, kind of danced for a few years, and the place closed down, and then uh, got into high school and got interested in sports, so didn't dance much, and then picked it back up when I was about 18, and I've been teaching on the circuit probably ever since. Mm. I was about 18, 19 years old. Wow. So yeah, about 11 years, 12 mm. years. What was it that caused you to pick it back up? Uh, actually, the change. Well, when I first started, uh, it was very country, and, and you know, we wore big belt buckles and our hats and you know I held my buckle when I danced and you know which which was fine and still is and then um some friends that we met through line dance uh called us just out of the blue and I was like I said in high school and said you know it's really different now you should probably just come back and try it and and at least go to an event so we actually went to another event uh to JG2 was what it was called then um and that was actually my first one back, and it was just completely different. You know, I saw Guyton and Scott and Rachel and and all of them and, and their dances, and I was like, holy cow, this is so new. So it just hooked me. How was it that you discovered the circuit again? Because uh, going from country to circuit is... Yeah, um, well, there were, there were circuits going on when I was 11 and 12, but they were you know, mainly country dances and, and, um, not, I didn't know who Scott Blevins was and all yeah. them, I, you know, it was just smaller conventions, I guess. Um, and you know, we, we didn't do a, a lot of advanced dances per se. Mm-hmm. Um, but so when we did travel, we just did what we knew from the bar. Right. Um, and now when you travel to a convention, it's, hundreds and hundreds and thousands of, of different dances, you know, mm-hmm. and 800 people at some of them, and it's, it's really, really different. Where are some of the places that you've been and taught? and, and uh... Uh, Well, uh, in America, you know, I go to Chicago every year. I come to California every year. Uh, Florida a lot. Going to uh, New Orleans in April and uh, Portland. Um, I go to England quite a bit. I've been to Hong Kong and... Japan, uh, Sweden, Denmark, you know, I've been very, very lucky to see a lot of the world. How did this just happen? Just because line dance. How, how, how did you, how did you um, go from just an enthusiast to, please come to our event across yeah. the ocean? Um, it, when I started it back up, when I saw Guyton and Scott in them, I was like, oh, okay, I, I want to make, you know, I, I want to try to make a dance. Well, it, I didn't even set out to be a choreographer or a teacher. Um, I just went home and I made a dance and, and I told Scott Blevins one day, I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I made this dance, what do you think of it? And uh, 
it was called In the Zone, actually. And he uh, he taught it the very next week at an event. Wow. Yeah, so it was, I'm really fortunate for him and and uh, all of them, really. I mean, they've, they've just been really helpful and welcoming. What are some of the dances that folks would recognize uh, of your um, portfolio? Talking to the Moon, Postcode Envy. Um, it's hard to name all your dances now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, In the last, say, three years or so, what would be some of the ones that people might have seen at events? Oh, uh, How I Want You, Postcode Envy is one of them. Um, I'm trying to think of all these dances and I cannot think of them. Is Love Yourself yours? Oh, yeah, Love Yourself. And, you know, I've, I've gone blank. I can't remember all the dances I've made. It's, it's ri- ridiculous. What, what has been um, uh, one of the ones that's... Descarada. Bi- that's okay. a really big one. Um, so, yeah. What, what, what has been uh, the most challenging one for you to choreograph, would you say? Oh. Mont- <laughs> for some reason, I always tend to make them a little bit difficult. Mm. But... Um, Probably the most challenging one that I've done, mm-hmm. teaching-wise, is uh, probably get out of the kitchen. Mm. Uh, and it is, it, it's not difficult as in steps, but it's super, super fast, and it's like ABC, mm. and then tags and restarts, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one uh, that's probably the most difficult. What's your process look like when you're starting from, oh, I, I like that song, and eventually you have several parts and tags and restarts? Later. Yeah. Well, what, what does that uh, look like for you? How do you uh, get from that one into the other? Oh, I'll, uh, I'll listen to a song for about 15 seconds, and then I'll know if I like it or not. You know, it's, I know straight away if I want to write to it. doesn't mean I don't like the song, but I'll know if I would like to write to it. And then I'll just phrase it, you know, if it's a 32 or 64, is it you know, have a tag and a restart and all that. And then I'll go to choreograph it. And usually there's a a part or a couple parts in the song that's my favorite. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll try to choreograph it to definitely hit those parts. Mm-hmm. And then just cross my fingers that it works for the other ones. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, then you have to make a B or a C or a tag. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Where do you draw your skill set from as far as coming up with new movements that people haven't done before? Do you have uh, other other styles of dance that you dabble in? Uh, no, I've only only ever line danced. Um, you know, I've never really had a, a lesson in, in, in anything else. Um, but I, I watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos, mm. you know, because you learn so much from each other. You know, it's it's hard, especially in line dance, you know, we have this the lingo, you know, a sailor step and a coaster step and a shuffle step, those are always going to be the same. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just thinking of ways, well, how can you do this shuffle different than maybe what a normal shuffle is, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. But, you know, they're all the same basic steps. So to, to try to make things different or even give myself ideas or, or, you know, you know, I think not copying, but, you know, using somebody else's is, is almost flattering too, uh, because, you you drew an inspiration off of them mm-hmm. to make a, maybe a new step for yourself. Mm-hmm. So not copying them, but you know, letting them help you and unbeknownst to them. Right. You know. So I watch a lot of YouTube videos of like Brian Friedman and really, you know, famous choreographers out out in California, mm-hmm. and like Wade Robson. I think he's amazing. And uh, so I I just tend to watch them and see see how they're doing. 
Are there any choreographer styles who you find you mesh really well with as far as doing their dances? Oh yeah, um, Rachel especially, mm -hmm. uh, Rachel McEnany. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, I think she's probably the most, fa I use the word famous, but uh, she's <laughs> most well known and, and one of the nicest people and, you know, she's just really nice to be around because, you know, like she inspires me to be better, mm -hmm. like, you know, as a choreographer, choreographer and a dancer she just you know she pushes it and, and that's what I really like and what would you say your teaching style is for those who've never been fortunate enough to take one of your classes uh, what does your uh, style of class look like would you say um, it's just it's pretty structure I like like use the term structured you know I, I break down each eight count um, I like to show them the eight count before I teach it, so at least they have an idea in their mind mm -hmm. of where they're going mm -hmm. and, you know, where they're going to face. And, you know, so you do that, break it down, and then when you go to uh, to walk them together, you know, slow it down a little bit, make sure everyone's okay, and then if not, you know, obviously ask questions and and see if they have any problem areas and fix them as you go. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the most important part, you know. If, you, you know you can do it, but, you know, because you're obviously teaching, but... You know, it's not about you. It's, you know, you want it to be good on the floor and you want people not to be stressed or frustrated. Mm. You know, so that's my, my main thing. Are there other instructors who've influenced your style? Any Anybody who's had uh, methods of getting the material across that uh, maybe you've adapted for your own classes? Yeah. Um, Rachel, again, I mean, hate to say her again, but she's, teaching-wise, she's brilliant. And uh, Simon Ward, his mm. teaching style is really good. And uh, there's another girl, Madison Glover. She's she she teaches really well. Mm -hmm. And um, um, this other girl from England, Debbie McLaughlin. She's pretty famous as well. Famous, I use that word again, but well known. She's um she's probably another top for me. She's the way she teaches is so clear. You know, it's just like me and you're sitting here talking, and that's what I like about it. Mm -hmm. You know, she she's having a conversation with you. And it, it, and it feels like that, you know, it doesn't feel like you're, you're working or, you know, even if you are frustrated, you're still, you, you feel relaxed. And then, so her teaching style is really good. So what is it about line dance? You mentioned that uh, you pretty much focused on line dance. What is it mm -hmm. about the community or the style of dance or any other aspect of it uh, that, you know, especially speaks to you that has kept you hooked specifically in line dance? Um, well, it's just, it's always changing for one, you know, there's always, you know, you learn so many different types, you know, you, you learn a, a nightclub and you learn a waltz and then a funky and then a cha-cha, you know, I think it, there's so much variety now, you know, it, it keeps you interested. But for me personally, um, it's the people mm. and, and like the friendships that I've made. I mean, you know, I, I've got some, some of the best friends in the world, you know, in England and, and across the world. Mm -hmm that I would have never met had it not been for line dance. Mm. So, you know, I, I'm interested in any dance. You know, it doesn't have to to, to be a specific title. It's just, you know, it's, it's the people and the community that really make it special for me. Mm. And you mentioned that uh, it's always changing. Already at, uh, like for example, at uh, Vegas Dance Explosion last year, I saw them post these screens, these projector screens where you could see what was going on in other ballrooms. like. Uh, you have YouTube videos coming out. What for you has been new and exciting in the world of line dance that maybe wasn't there 10, 15 years ago? And uh, where, what, where, where would you like to see it go? Like what are some 
uh, areas of untapped potential where you think we could really do some exciting stuff? Um, I, I, I like the board, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. so you can see. Because, you know, some people, you know, a lot of people don't want to miss a dance if they know. You know, you put in a lot of effort to learn these, and, and people want to do them at night. So the board is, is amazing. And then there's also a uh, same kind of thing, um, a guy in Sweden named Marcus. He does a live feed of when he's at an event. So even if you're not that in a, at that event, you can see what's being played and what's being taught at that time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you just go on Facebook and he posts the link, and then you can actually see what they're doing in Sweden at that very minute at an event. Mm-hmm. You know, So that, to me, is genius as well. Um, as far as where to go, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy with everything right now. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure you know, event-wise, what they could, could do to make them better. I mean, because I think they run really well. Mm. I hate doing line dance demos, mm. <laughs> but, you know, but you know, people want to see the dances, so they, they need to see the demo of, of what you're going to teach the next day. Mm. Uh, but, you know, other than that, there's, I think they, they run really well. Okay. When you consider all the different roles there are in line dance, you've got the DJs, the venue hosts uh, the instructors choreographers the dancers themselves assuming you have millions of people listening to you right now if there's something you could ask of each of those different um, types of folks in the community is there anything that you would like them to think about or things that they would um, that they could take action on that maybe would help the the line dance scene overall oh that's a tough question um Maybe just, uh, you know, I think um, when people are going to learn a dance and, and, you know, if they're nervous about it being advanced or something, you know, you you don't, you shouldn't not learn it because of maybe you think that you can't do it. How are you going to know unless you you try? Mm -hmm. You know, so... And you're not going to look like someone, you know, I, I hear people say all the time, well, I can't do it because I don't look like you when I do it. But that's, you know, that's not what we're teaching for. You know, everyone's going to look different. No one looks looks like me but me, mm-hmm. you know, and no one looks like you but you, you know. So, you know, you if you like the way somebody dances, it's fine. You can mimic that, but you're still not going to look just like them. So that's not a, you know, they shouldn't say, I can't do that just because I'm not going to look like you. You know, you should. You're, you're not going to know unless you try. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just, I think, you know, when it comes to it, you know, not everybody has, you know, that same feeling. But you know, if if everyone just maybe broadened their mind a little bit and said, you know, I'm just going to try it. Mm-hmm. You know, heck with it. And and I know I'm not going to look like this person, but you know, I'm going to look like me. And right. you try. Mm-hmm. What would you say have been some of your uh, biggest personal challenges? in this journey of yours, whether something that you couldn't quite get or uh, maybe you were scared to choreograph something for the first time or instructing a huge number of people. What what were the challenges that made you think, oh, I don't know if I can do it, but you got through it anyway? And, and it, uh, if you have you know, multiple uh, accounts of that, like how did you get through each of those? Yeah, um, teaching is very nerve-wracking, mm-hmm. you know, at first. I, I still, to this day, get very, very, very nervous. Um, it's it, it's odd for me. Like if I'm on a stage, I'm more nervous. Mm-hmm. But if I'm if I'm on the floor with the dancers, I feel a little bit more relaxed. You know, just because 
I mean, I know they're all staring and looking and, you know, trying to learn, but I don't feel like it's so on me mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. as a, as it is on a stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so teaching wise, that's, that's one of the things I had to get over and just not be so nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and doing, doing demos, you know, I'm, I'm very nervous on the floor by myself, mm-hmm. you know, so th- those are two things that I, you know, still, I, you know, I don't struggle with them, but you know, do I get nervous? Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> obviously I do, but, uh, overcoming anything I can't recall at this minute a specific time but uh, just trying to calm my nerves and get through the teach without messing up that's another thing remembering the dance you know so are there any bad habits that you either have yourself or that you've seen other folks develop that you would like to save others the time of developing so that maybe uh, by avoiding those bad habits, they can dance more smoothly or with greater confidence. Yeah, um, maybe not bad habits, but I think it, it really helps um, to when you're teaching to, to call steps and counts as well. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people just just like counts, but you know, then there's some people that you know a lot of people count themselves in their head or even not out loud, but they they're mouthing the counts. Mm-hmm. But even if you give them like here's your sailor it gives them a warning of all that sailor steps coming up if if maybe they're you know forgotten it or something so i think mixing your teaching style as in counts and and calling the steps you know that's really good and then obviously asking you know questions is there a part and and that anybody needs and not to be shy to ask a question because again just like you know someone opening their mind and trying an advanced dance you're not going to know unless you try and same thing again you're not going to know unless you ask Mm -hmm. you know so so probably those two things Mm -hmm. speaking of asking uh if there if there are folks out there who are thinking about maybe moving toward the circuit Mm -hmm. like they've pretty much tapped out everything from their their local bar that can challenge them and you know they want to try choreographing a dance what's the easiest way to approach people who are already in the scene and know their stuff and maybe asking for tips or um, you know, even to co-choreograph like how does one go about that um, well if, you, if you're shy or something you know maybe even uh, Facebook mm-hmm. just maybe a pre-warning say you know if it was if I was just coming up and I wanted to write with Debbie McLaughlin mm-hmm. you know maybe I would just Facebook message her and say I've never met you but you know it'd be great if I could maybe get 10 minutes at at an event that I know she's going to be at and I'm going to, you know, and go, go that way, you know, kind of meet necessarily on Facebook and then have your conversation in person. And, you know, that's, that's the easy way. You know, some people have asked me that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to co-choreograph, same way, you know, some people may not be brave enough to ask someone in person, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sometimes you get told no, you know, I've, I've been told plenty of times, but, you know, I asked, you know, just, just like, just like I've said before, but it's, uh, I think just getting the, the gut to go up and ask and actually, you know, think to yourself, yeah, I, I can do it, you know, cause it, anybody, not anybody can, but you know, if you want to try, everybody should. Mm-hmm. How would people get in contact with you? What's the easiest way for people to follow up if they have any additional questions for you? Oh, well, probably Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, 
I'm, I I have another job, obviously. Uh, this isn't my real job. It's just a, a hobby that I'm lucky to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, so it may take me a day or two to answer, but Facebook Messenger is pretty good, or email. Um, and they're all on my, my email's on my dance sheets, so so it's pretty easy to get. Mm-hmm. And in taking the conversation outward to the rest of the community, are there any... Uh, any topics that you don't think are discussed enough in line dance? I know some folks have, have uh, said we need to bring back more etiquette. Uh, others have said, uh, you know, choreographers need to figure out who's doing what dance so we don't have gajillion versions of some song and then the floor is split every which way. Like, what do you think needs to be discussed more? Um, well, it, it's it's hard to not have so many dances to, to one song to the same song because you know there are so many choreographers but you know I try to t- uh, stay away from anything in the top 10 mm-hmm. um, just because for that fact you know I know there's going to be a, at least two or three dances to it mm-hmm. and you know you people should check but at the same time if the song just comes out you know it, it's happened many many times and it, it'll continue to happen you know chore- choreographers make the dance almost at the same time but you know on separate parts of the world so they don't know you know you know we we all don't keep in contact with each other saying hey what are you writing to you know this week or next week you know it's just it's just an accident and you know sometimes it just can't be prevented which is unfortunate because I think there's a lot of dances that would be big had there not been you know three or four to them you know so but it's just one thing that you really can't can't get away from except if you just try to find unknown artists and stay away from the top 10 Mm. (laughs) on iTunes. So probably that. And one final question for you before you head back to to teach (laughs) and all that. Um, What dance do you think everybody should learn right now? Oh my gosh. There's so many. I couldn't even remember my own, so I don't know how (laughs) I'm going to remember these. (laughs) Um, Right now, probably Pieces by Dustin Betts. Um, He's actually... You know, a, a newer choreographer. He's in the um, uh, competition that the USLDCC mm-hmm. um, that they're doing at events, and he's doing really well right now. And he's just made that dance called Pieces, and it's it's amazing. So probably that one. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank for, you. For yeah, out. of course. And uh, enjoy the rest of your your day of teaching. Yeah, you too. <laughs>